0: Well, there's one team left in the Big 12 in the NCAA tournament, and that is the Baylor Bears. I'm Pete Mundo, we're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlets and let's go to waco welcome on ashley hodge he's one of the owners of sikkim 365.com great partners of ours um, around the big 12 conference they do really really good work on all fronts covering the baylor bears all right ashley how surprised are you that baylor's the only big 12 team in the sweet 16.
1: oh i'm surprised i i thought you know when i looked at the bracket i think i picked my own picks were uh, looking through them right now. I had three or four of the Big Twelve teams advancing to the Sweet Sixteen, so so I, I am surprised. I mean, I who'd you I, have? I wasn't surprised. I had uh, West Virginia uh, coming out of that, uh, you know, many pot. Of the, I didn't think they'd lose to San Diego State or Syracuse. I had um, Oklahoma State. I mean, that was uh, I thought a ridiculous loss. They played well, well below their normal level against. Uh, oregon state but i thought they would have knocked off tennessee even if they played them and then i had uh, texas you know i thought texas would advance uh in in their little pod there but uh i I did expect you know usc to beat kansas especially with the COVID issues that kansas had i I thought that was you know uh, something you could see from a mile away but uh but yeah i mean it's it's it is surprising you know i I'm, i'm not surprised baylor got there i think uh Those extra days of practice that they had in Kansas City after they got eliminated from the Big 12 tournament were really crucial for them. You know, I put a stat up on uh, Twitter about this, but before the the COVID pause, they were actually the number one ranked team in Ken Palm and and a lot of the efficiency metrics after they beat Texas at Texas. And their defense was number two in defensive efficiency. And then during that 21-day COVID pause, they were number 186 in defensive efficiency and their offense really didn't miss a beat. Their offense continued to produce at a high level, but the defense was the problem. So getting those two days of practice to really focus on communication, defensive rotations, all the things that, you know, you have to do uh, during the season and, you know, COVID pauses can really cause problems as we saw with Kansas last night. Um, You know, I think that that really helped Baylor get back to their normal level of defense that we've, grown accustomed to the last two years. And as a result, they were able to get some double digit wins to, to advance to the sweet 16.
0: Yeah. And when you look at this, this conference though, and how we talked, you know, you and I spoke a couple of months back about how the big 12 and, you know, how good things are looking seven teams heading for the NCAA tournament. Uh, do you look at it as a black eye like you might in in football season if a team goes you know for in bowl games or is it just hey it's basketball it's one and done this can happen and it shouldn't take away from what was a really good year for the conference
1: oh i I think i think the big 10 and the big 12 are looking at as a bit of a black eye i you know I, i i would say that my opinion is, you know, it's a single elimination tournament. Anything could happen. I think, I think Oklahoma State and Texas played well below their normal level of play. Uh, you know, they, West Virginia ran into a really hot Syracuse team. You know, so so it's it's one of those things. You know, I think Oklahoma was expected to be out. You know, through through Gonzaga, which which is what happened. And who am I missing? Who else got eliminated early that uh, I'm I'm uh, not thinking of? Uh,
0: uh, the first uh, Texas.
1: Texas, well, te- yeah, Texas, but there's oh, Texas Tech, and, yeah. and then I knew Texas Tech against Arkansas. Uh, you know, I knew that was a toss-up game. So, so you know, I, I think you know Texas Tech acquitted themselves well, uh, but but everybody else except for Oklahoma, you know, I think was a bit of a disappointment, mm-hmm. except for Baylor. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think that they played below their normal standard of of uh, that you would expect.
0: So, what about this Baylor team? I mean, you you think about um, what Scott Drew has done with this program, and there's there's no denying, you know, what he's done throughout his career with this program. Does it feel like Final Four bust here? Hell, is it national championship game or bust, Ashley? Like, what what is what are the expectations right now around this program with this team this year?
1: I, I don't feel that way personally. I know the fans will probably feel that way. I mean, in my opinion, if they lost to Villanova in a game where Villanova just shot ridiculously well from the three-point range, then it's it's not going to be a disappointing season to me. I mean, you know that's you're talking about a team that went twenty-four and three, got to the Sweet Sixteen, played a team that's won two of the last four national championships. Uh, you know, a future Hall of Fame coach. Uh, so I I don't. Think it's impossible, or even you know that, that they're going to lose to Villanova. I mean, Villanova could certainly beat them if they're if they're really you know rocking on all cylinders. Uh, but you know they also are missing one of the best players, Colin Gillespie, the point guard. Uh, so so I think that I, I would say most fans are, are expecting at least the Elite Eight and and probably the Final Four, given how the bracket is sh- shaped up. And then you know from the Final Four. Uh, you know, anything can happen. You're you're playing other great teams. And, and obviously, I, Baylor fans want to see the matchup against Gonzaga and see how they look at full strength. Uh, but from my expectations, I would say the season's already a success getting to the Sweet 16. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, the coaches and players will tell you that, you know, hey, we want more. We want to be in that national title game.
0: Yeah, as they should. He's Ashley Hodge, Sickham 365. He's on uh, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. And before we continue with Ashley, let me tell you about my friends at MyBookie.com. They are doing awesome things for March Madness. They've had a fun bracket challenge that I've been a part of. And uh, at MyBookie right now, use our promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. And you can get in the game and get free sign-up bonuses with our promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. They've got the best interface, easy to deposit. Also, if you're into it, table games, slot games, uh, bet with Bitcoin, whatever you want. The casino bonus as well, that is uh, very friendly. So March Madness is still here. We've got the Sweet 16. The Big 12 teams, of course, are just Baylor at this point. But sometimes that makes it more fun from a gambling perspective, right? It's just like, let's study up on these two teams. Let's figure out who we want to roll with. And that'll keep our interest through the rest of the NCAA tournament. I know that it will for me. Because, uh, you know, we've had a nice little run here with our friends at MyBookie.com using our promo code BIG12 on that deposit. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Ashley, you know, Villanova, I don't know if you know this, they are the uh, my alma mater, actually. So, this Oh, is, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, that's my alma mater. So this is a tough spot for me. You know, I'm a Big 12 uh, guy through and through. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it is the alma mater here. But I, I like I like Baylor's chances in this game just because of what you mentioned. Uh, Colin Gillespie went down a couple of weeks ago, blew out his MCL, starting point guard for the team. And they have had a tough couple of weeks until the NCAA tournament. And, you know, let's be honest, they get a pretty good draw. They beat Winthrop. And then, you know, they're playing North Texas, a 12 and a 13 seed. Right. So I, I just, it, this is a different team. And, you know, you guys... You talk about Villanova hitting threes, uh, you know, Baylor's as good as it gets, right? From, from, from downtown, which they may not get enough credit for. So what do you think a game like this comes down to?
1: Oh, no, it's the strength of Baylor's. Um, you know, so, so what's interesting is I, there's not enough sample size to, to really draw this conclusion, but Villanova, they're an elite offensive team. Baylor's been elite on offense all year long. Uh, but Villanova's not as good defensively. You know, they've mm-hmm. they've given up some some pretty big games to opponents this year. You know, I, I would say Baylor has a significant advantage in the backcourt, especially with the Gillespie injury. Uh, but Villanova has a pretty big advantage in the front court, you know, with uh, Robinson Earl and and Jermaine Samuels, you know, those those two guys, you know, having versatile bigs that can step out, hit threes, post you up. Uh, rebound the ball well, you know, take you off the dribble. That's a challenge for any team. And, uh, you know, Baylor, you know, has guys like Mark Vidal and, and Matthew Meyer, that can get in there and, and, you know, match them, uh, you know, from a, a versatility standpoint, but uh, you know, having five guys on the court at all times that can shoot threes is, is definitely something that poses a challenge for any defense. And, you know, Hey, I, I watched that North Texas game and I think Villanova was 15 for 30 from three. And, and, you know, them and Alabama are two teams that I think would, would be scary for anyone to see in their bracket for that reason. You know, they just are so efficient from the three-point line, and I think Villanova's a better defensive team without Gillespie. So, uh, you know, they're capable of causing Baylor some problems on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. Is that uh, right now, if you look at this game, uh, the Sweet 16 matchup, is, is that it? Is it the bigs and their versatility to, you know, uh, play the post, hit the three? pull the Baylor big men out of the paint? Is that right now your biggest concern in this matchup?
1: Oh yeah, it is. And, and I think, you know, fortunately for Scott drew, he has Matthew Meyer and uh,
0: Mark vital that, yeah. that defensively, because I think can, they, can they could do up, it. You know, I think they could match up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, Baylor will pull, you know, float bomb off the court. If, if, um, if they're having, you know, if it's say Robinson roll gets out there and, knocks down three, three pointers in a row to start the game. You know, it's, it's always possible. Baylor can go smaller. Uh, Jonathan uh, Chama Chachua defends really well and moves his feet well. So he's a very versatile guy, but, uh, but I mean, the, I think the key overall is Villanova. They are a incredible passing team. They've always have been, they use shot fakes, they use jab steps. They're so fundamentally sound with their footwork and their passing that if you're not locked in defensively and if you go for some of those fakes, you get out of position quick and they could start raining threes on you. You know? So I think that's the big concern for Baylor defensively.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. I, I got to ask you, I know that Baylor fans don't want to talk about it, but this, uh, this opening at Indiana with the fire firing of Archie Miller, Scott drew, <laughs> if you go to Vegas, right. you can place money on Scott drew to be the next head coach of Indiana. And he's pretty high up on that list. How should Baylor fans be feeling about that possibility?
1: That's a really bad bet. I, I would encourage anyone listening to this, if they're considering that bet, to go the opposite direction. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think Scott Drew. Uh, now we had these same conversations about about Matt Rule. That I remember, and and I and I said that I you know I thought Matt Rule uh, could be tempted by the NFL. I would say the same thing about Scott Drew and the NBA, and I would say that about any college coach. You know, the NBA is easier in a lot of ways. You don't have to deal with recruiting. You don't have to deal with alumni. You don't have to deal with school politics. Uh, so I think any college coach is going to be tempted by the NBA. I think in today's college basketball, the coaches that have been there for 10 years plus, and I'm thinking specifically of some of the younger coaches, like like the Jay Wrights and and like the um, Mark Fuse and the Matt Painters and Tony Bennett's of the world, Scott Drew certainly would be in this situation. I just think that uh, you don't need to go to these historic blue bloods that aren't really blue bloods anymore. I mean, you talk about Indiana, and I don't know if you can make a strong argument that you can get better players and have a have a better chance to win a national championship at Indiana than you do at Baylor right now, based on what Scott Drew's already built there. And you know, I think Scott said this. I've, I've heard Mark do say this, but you know, why mess with happy? Uh, if, you, if you're happy where you are, if the school loves you, if you love the school and you've got a long track record there, Scott Drew's got a you know a brand new arena coming within a year or two, uh, so I think he's, he's going to be at Baylor as far as the college scene. I think the NBA could definitely tempt him, but uh, so far I haven't heard any of those rumors.
0: Well, I could not agree more with you there, by the way, from the standpoint of, especially in basketball, Ashley, where... You know, you get a couple of good cycles here. You've turned around the image of that program, and you really need a guy or two a year to keep you going. In football, you can't do that. You know, you got to have uh, 10 to 15 guys you feel good about every year. In basketball, you get one right. or two, and and you keep that program humming. And you're right. Look at the Blue Bloods this year. Kentucky, Duke, UNC, uh, all down. Indiana, all down. So I, I just think that this notion that, oh, it's Indiana basketball, I mean, to me, that's so, I don't know, 25 years ago, 15 years ago. I just don't think it matters. Like like the fan base thinks it does, kind of like Nebraska football in some ways.
1: I, I agree. And, you know, you look, at, you look at Gonzaga, you look at Villanova, you look at Virginia and what they've been able to do from a basketball program standpoint. And, you know, I mean, Virginia, even though they're a quick out you know, due to COVID issues also, you know, just winning the ACC almost every year. I mean, they win the ACC way more than Coach K and Roy Williams has won it, Tony Bennett has the last uh, 10 years. You know, so I think that, you know, you're, you're able to set yourself up for where you want to be to win national championships. You get enough of, you know, this virtuous cycle repeating itself. And, you know, Scott Drew, now he's got the number, uh, top five recruiting class coming in. You know, it's it, you know, pretty soon he's going to have kids of his own players that he that he had when he was, first started at Baylor, who are you know who are going to be four or five star prospects coming through coming through the hopper. You know, so it's it, it's just one of those things. It's just like why would you mess with that? The fan support at Baylor is never going to be like Indiana, but the but the pressure, the uh, fishbowl aspect of it is never going to be like Indiana. Also, um, and when it when it, you know when all said and done. Uh, you can win a national championship at Baylor, and I think they're proving that this year that they're going to be. You know, you got a one seed, and and if you're a one seed, you got a forty percent chance of to get into a Final Four. And it, you know, if you don't, if that's all you're asked for. You just want to have the deck stacked in your t- in your favor. Now, poor, you know, uh, Moser at Loyola Chicago, that's a whole different you know conversation because they had a terrific team, won the conference, and he's an eight seed. Um, you know he's got to go someplace where he can you know do the same thing and be at least a four seed or higher uh, so I think he's moving on and, and if, if I was a bet man I would bet on him to be the next coach of Indiana
0: interesting well uh he's Ashley Hodge Sickham 365 those guys do a great job covering the Baylor Bears and Ashley uh, you know typically I'd say good luck this weekend I'm not sure I can do it but let's just put it this way I'm looking forward to the game <laughs>
1: You you gotta you gotta stick with your alma mater. I a hundred percent uh respect <laughs> that. So uh may the may the best team
0: win. Uh, there the you go. There you go. I like that. Ashley, great to have you on, my friend. Appreciate it. Likewise. Always appreciate the time of Ashley Hodge here on the show. I'm Pete Mundo. Leave us that rating review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us so much. And that's why we've got the Heartland College Sports Koozie available for you. When you leave us that rating and review and send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll get a koozie in the mail for you guys uh, just in time for the end of the NCAA tournament. All right? And also our friends at mybookie.com, where with our promo code BIG12, you get a free sign-up bonus. Yes, they put free money right into your account at mybookie.com. And using our promo code BIG12, that is BIG1-2. Enjoy the Sweet 16, guys. We'll talk to you soon right here on the show.